Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. As you know, Kairos Partnerships is an organization that is committed to equipping hungry leaders like you for a world of complexity and uncertainty. That's why resilience is so important. And I want to start with a confession. I am so grateful for you, the listener. I've loved hearing from many of you, your feedback, your questions, what you're thinking and how you're processing the content and space of this podcast. Pouring into hungry leaders like you is what motivates me and motivates our team to do this podcast each and every week. So I want to make sure that I start by just expressing my gratitude and saying thank you. Now, you've most assuredly heard, and we've talked about it on this podcast before, about the adage, leaders are readers. Now, if you are a regular listener to this podcast, you know that I love reading. And I know that many of you love reading. You've told me how much reading has impacted you. In fact, many of you have offered book suggestions to me, which I have enjoyed tremendously. Now, back in episode 62, I shared eight practical reading habits resilient leaders should cultivate in their lives. And in this episode, I want to touch on some important nuggets that I've picked up through a book that I frequently reread. And that book is titled Spiritual Leadership by J. Oswald Sanders. It was written in the 60s, and yet it still remains relevant today. I was introduced to this book in college, and it is worth its weight in gold, which is why I have tried to pick up this book and reread it once a year, every year since college. And I just picked it up again this year and I reread it. It is so, so good. I want to highlight something in chapter 13. Sanders talks specifically about the reading life of a, 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 a the, sorry, the reading life of a leader. <laughs> now, let me point out a few highlights from the chapter. And hopefully, this will whet your appetite to pick up the book and read it yourself. But here are some nuggets of wisdom in here for us as leaders. Oswald Sanders writes that the determination to spend a minimum of half an hour a day in reading worthwhile books that provide food for the soul and further mental and spiritual development will prove richly rewarding to those who have been inclined to limit the reading to pre-digested or superficial books. He's basically saying spend 30 minutes a day reading books that aren't surface and superficial, but are going to push you to think in new ways, to live in new ways, and to lead in new ways. He quotes the great church leader, John Wesley, who had a passion for reading. Now, you may know this about Wesley, but for much of his reading, and they said he read thousands and thousands of volumes, he did it on horseback while he was riding to various parts of the country. Wesley, when he was speaking to young, younger ministers or those ministers who were training, the students who were training to be ministers, he said to them, he said, read or get out of the ministry. It's quite a line. Now, Sanders delves into the topic of why read. Why read? And he said that we should read to refill the wells of inspiration. And of course, we all know that we need inspiration now, maybe more than ever. And he quotes Francis Bacon, who said that some books are to be tested, others are to be swallowed, and some few are to be chewed and digested. He mentions that the spiritual leader should read for spiritual quickening and profit, and that alone will strongly influence your selection of books that you read. 
But he also said that we should read with a view to mental stimulation. And then we should have on our hands, among others, some sort of book that involves mental gymnastics in order to stimulate fresh thoughts and new ideas. He said we should also read for the cultivation of style. By reading people who write well, it'll help us think, speak, and write better ourselves. The leader should also read with the view of acquiring information. I think that's why many of us read, to acquire information. But that we should read in order to have fellowship with other great minds. I love that line, to have fellowship with other great minds. It is possible to spend time with the greatest leaders and thinkers of all the ages simply by reading their writings. I couldn't agree more with Sanders on this. Now think about it. You can spend 20 bucks to have access to get into the mind of some of the world's greatest thinkers and leaders, just 20 bucks. And you don't even have to have 20 bucks. I think the local library is one of the most underutilized places in any community today. And of course, with audible.com, Hoopla, Libby, and other apps, you that can give you the access to thousands of titles that you can listen to while you're on a run, while you're on a drive to and from work, or while you're washing the dishes. We have amazing access and technology to books. I want to encourage every leader to think very intentionally and clearly about how you read. Sanders continues, and he addresses the topic of what to read, not just why to read, but what to read. And he says, quote, if it is true that a man is known by the company that he keeps, it is no less true that his character is reflected in the books that he reads. They're the outward expression of his inner hungers and aspirations. He quotes Cladius Clear, who said that a book, a book lover should divide his books as he would people. He said a few of them he would term lovers, and that would be the books that he would take with him if he were exiled to an island. Others he would call friends, but he said the majority of books he would designate as acquaintances, books with which he was on nodding terms to which he occasionally referred. But Sanders gets even more specific than that, suggesting that we frequently read biographies of other great leaders and thinkers. And he quotes Joseph Kemp, who always made a point of keeping a good biography on hand at any time. Sanders also suggests that we should read books that stretch us beyond what we're used to. He says, it is better that we should always tackle something a bit beyond us. We should always aim to read something different, not only the writers with whom we agree, but also with whom we are ready to do battle. Don't be afraid of new ideas, but don't be carried away by them either. And then he delves into a third and even more basic and practical element for leaders who are readers. He talks about how to read. Now, I have to admit, when I first read this in college, how to read, I, I was on the verge of being offended. What do you mean how to read? I mean, college, I know how to read. But I'm so grateful that he dug into this because he got very specific and practical in ways that have developed habits from college that I still do today. And he starts by quoting the famous preacher, Charles Spurgeon, who counseled his students by saying, be a master of those books that you have. Read them thoroughly, bathing in them until they saturate you. Read and reread them. Masticate them and digest them. Let them go into your very self. Peruse a good book several times and make notes and analyses of it. A student will find that his mental constitution is more affected by one good book thoroughly mastered than by 20 books he has merely skimmed. Little learning and much pride come to hasty reading. 
And reading, when you're reading, let your motto be much, not many. Now that is some great advice. Conquer, master, tackle a few books really well than to just skim several at a time. Now, he ends the chapter by offering a handful of rules for reading. This is the ridiculously practical elements that have been so helpful. He says, exercise the same discrimination in choosing books as in choosing friends. Read with a pencil and notebook in hand. Develop a system of note-taking, and it will be astonishing to discover how greatly the practice aids the memory. Have a commonplace book that is used to write down striking, interesting, or worthy notes for permanent record. Let no word slip past you until its meaning is understood. Let reading be varied because the mind so easily runs into ruts. Variety is as restful to the mind as to the body. Read for at least 30 minutes a day. And as mentioned before, read biographies. Leaders, I want to encourage you, be purposeful in your reading. It continues to be one of the greatest forms of growth and development for you as a leader. Nothing replaces experience or life-on-life mentoring, but reading is available to you, leader, and it is more accessible now than any time in human history. Now, if you want another resource, you can go back to this podcast's archives and listen to episode 62 on the eight reading habits of resilient leaders that I've referenced earlier. But let me also encourage you to read the book, Spiritual Leadership by Oswald Sanders. I'll even put a link of it in the show notes for you to know where to go to it. Uh, Utilize reading. Technologies have changed through the decades and centuries. Context has changed. Expressions of how effective leadership manifests itself have changed. But leaders growing and developing through the intentional space of reading, that still remains the same. So leaders, be intentional about it. It's so important that I would advise every leader to make reading a part of your job description. It's how you grow. If you're feeling stuck in a particular leadership area, chances are really good that there is at least one good resource available for you to learn about. So push yourself, stretch yourself, engage in reading. Don't read everything. Just read what's important. Be stimulated, inspired, moved, and changed by what you read. Educate yourself. Learn from other great minds who have gone before you and have given you a gift to be inside of their mind. Because leaders are readers. Well, thanks for joining me today on this Resilient Leaders podcast episode. And thanks, as always, to our producer, Joel Bowen, founder and owner of On a Limb Productions. Several of you listeners have heard and benefited from his great uh, works, both in video and podcast form. And many of you have actually utilized his services. So if you haven't done it yet, check out his great work at onalimproductions.com, where you can check out the show notes for his contact information. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, read intentionally, consistently, and discriminately. It's one of the greatest ways for you to grow as a leader. Have a great day.